0: So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thank you so much to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring our Marvel Phase 4 recap. I hope you all enjoyed listening to us talk about the various shows, and we look forward to... yes. (laughs) So now for episode 66 of Easy Conversations, I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt.
1: Say it's up to the people what's up everybody uh hope everybody enjoyed the last episode i know it was a blast it's gonna go down as one of my favorites now for today i'm really excited because of our guest. actually we always have a good time with them and we're gonna be talking about i think a subject that like everybody knows and loves like everybody can have an opinion on what we're gonna talk about tonight because i think it's a universal thing so um eric i'll let you introduce our guests and then get rolling
0: Yes, this man needs no introduction, four-time guest on the pod, my brother, Young Z, Zach Saloom. Say what's up to the people.
2: What's up, everybody? Always fun to be back. Thanks for having me, you guys, and uh, let's get this rolling.
0: Yeah, it's fitting that we have you on for this one there. You're uh, well-versed in our topic for today's episode, so we're going to be talking about comedy TV shows in this one. So a lot of shows that we can get into, but first we'll bring it back a little bit to... Zach, I'll throw it out to you first. What was the first comedy TV show that you remember watching and really finding just hilarious and laughing your butt off watching?
2: Well, excluding all the Disney shows that I watched as a kid, because I don't think we really want to go too deep into those, the first adult comedy show that I really loved was uh, Seinfeld, which I think is uh, very common for a lot of people. Especially since that was the show that our parents watched, so they kind of introduced us, and that would be very similar for people of our generation. But uh, yeah, that show just killed me as a kid. It was hilarious. So many great characters and great storylines. I mean, you guys obviously know the show very well, so I don't need to explain it to you guys. But that's really the first one that I can remember really enjoying as a younger teen and kid.
0: I'll just add on that, like me too, it's Seinfeld there, and uh, I want to say, yes, I agree that a lot of people watched Seinfeld, but I think like out of our age groups, Zach and I, like we're, we we did not know that many people who watched Seinfeld, like especially at the age that we did, I think people got onto that show a little later, like we watch it fairly young i think i was like 12 or 13 when i started watching it. i remember like our parents wouldn't show us every episode there like when there was some really um more adult content like we'd skip those episodes and one i can think of specifically is the mango episode where that like fuels their sex drives in the uh, uh, within their relationships and stuff yeah Seinfeld is the one that got the ball rolling for for me too they're like Zach you and I both had like the same upbringing in comedy Disney shows like you said I couldn't remember one that really made me laugh that much there but Seinfeld is yeah. the OG what about you Matt
1: well I just want to start off by saying like you said there's so many shows we could talk about this episode and that is because t- like comedy is such a subjective like genre of like what makes you laugh and everybody could name a different show and to them that's the best or funniest show so like i just a note to the listeners like take what i say with a grain of salt you know if i don't find one of your shows funny it's 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 like the hardest to make people laugh is the hardest thing to do in my opinion you guys are more well versed in comedy shows than i am because i don't like it's the genre i steer i stay clear from the mo- like i don't watch a lot of comedies admittedly now to bring it back to my childhood the first my favorite show as a kid and probably now too still and the funniest show i've ever seen is friends huge friends fan i mean it's no surprise oh, if yes. you know me i don't remember a time where i haven't been watching friends when it wasn't i actually remember watching friends like in syndication every thursday night uh the last three seasons so it'd be like 2002 2003 2004 i remember like after school every Thursday watching like it was at on at eight o'clock I believe and the next day everyone at school would talk about the new episode like that I remember those days very like vividly and I look back very fondly to me friends is like I'm super biased and like filled with nostalgia so like I can't criticize anything about this show it's just to me it's perfect I can go like 10 years but I, I can go not 10, I can go a year without watching a certain episode and I'll just I'll still remember every line about it and I think I will my entire life because i used to rewatch it all the time as a kid it's like one of the first media purchases i i bought as well was buying all the uh, all the friends seasons on dvd with actually the money i made babysitting you guys <laughs> no joke <laughs> so friends is my the funniest like the, the show that made me laugh as a kid and will continue to make me laugh so super basic answer but like it's it has to be t- mentioned it's i don't know it's perfect for me
0: watching seinfeld babysitting us and then going to hmv buying friends to watch at home classic like those are the big two i think friends and seinfeld for all three of us i want to say yeah and yeah friends like our introduction or how i remember it anyways was like our cousin sarah was a big friends fan and when we'd go to their house we'd be watching friends and i remember the first season we got was season nine And not having seen, like, the whole um, build-up to Season 9, we didn't really know, like, what the character dynamics were. And I think Season 9 opens with, like, Joey proposing to Rachel. And then we, we went back and bought all of the other seasons and watched them in succession. Like, we never watched them on Thursday nights when they aired. Yeah,
2: too young for that.
0: Yeah, too young for that. And I don't know if the show had finished the series had ended by the time that we bought all the seasons there, but it was nice to go back and be able to just rip through them. Like that was the first show I remember binging as a a younger kid. Cause Seinfeld, we just watch like random episodes Mm -hmm. and um, there's as much of a story in Seinfeld, right? Like you can just throw on any episode Mm -hmm. and just immerse yourself into that world. Yeah. But Same with friends too. Like, even though there is a story, you can just, whenever you catch like a show, like halfway through the episode on TV, you're going to finish the episode and like it's same with you, Matt. If, even if I haven't seen these episodes in years, like I can still quote it off the top. Like even last night, Andy and I were watching some random episodes there and I was just quoting them and like had to just contain myself to not quote like many of the scenes, right? Yeah. Like just enjoy the episode, but it's, it's a classic for sure.
1: And, and I just want to touch on Seinfeld because I, I brought it, like I mentioned it in the summer episode, Eric, when I said you guys introduced me to Seinfeld when I was babysitting you that's 100% true. Like I was always on the Friends side of the Friends versus Seinfeld debate. But honestly, watching Seinfeld like with while babysitting with like, it really got me into the show. And then I had to buy all the all of those seasons on DVD. Arguably, I think Seinfeld has better, much better writing than Friends. Like it's more clever. I can't believe I just said that. But like, if I'm being objective, like <laughs> Seinfeld is extremely clever. And it's like people say it's a show about nothing that's completely it's a show about ev- like there's everything in seinfeld like little even though it appears like it's about nothing no it's actually about everything in life and then seinfeld i remember summer, entire summers of me watching Se- no I, w- I wasn't even watching i'd be listening to seinfeld episodes while doing like playing video games on my computer or even like when i was doing homework in high school i'd have seinfeld on in the background i would just listen to the episodes that's how good like I could just picture the episode in my head and I just needed the audio, so... No, I really, really got into Seinfeld, guys, and... I mean, those four characters are iconic, in my opinion, and I don't... Like, I feel like the show doesn't... Like, it's aging super well, too. I could still watch it to this day. It's very... I find, like, a very clean humor, like... Which is Jerry Seinfeld's humor, pretty much, but then mixed with Larry David's, like, more cynical side, which we might get into that later, right? Um... But no Seinfeld is like the perfect sitcom arguably. Um I'm more biased towards Friends because it's the first one and that's also an iconic show. So yeah, that's I I love Seinfeld guys too. Like don't get me wrong. Like those two shows are 10 out of 10s for me like masterpieces in in sitcoms.
2: Yeah, no, I can see uh, I can see what you're trying to say though about Seinfeld. Like it definitely it makes you think a little bit more like Friends, I feel like it's more just like not slapstick at all like it's it also like great dialogue and that's how they make you laugh there but seinfeld definitely more clever in its Mm -hmm. way like you you really have to focus where friends you can just like kind of turn your brain like half off and still like it'll just kill you like i'm a huge friends fan too so i know what you mean Mm -hmm. and i know how like they're very similar but they also have like a lot of differences but they're both like fantastic comedies
0: And I like how in Seinfeld, especially in the later seasons, there will be like three, at least three different stories and everything kind of comes together in the end. Like, I don't have a great example off the top of my head here, but like little lines that are mentioned early in the episode will come back at the end just to cap everything off. Another good thing about Seinfeld, I find like is the the use of, like you said, cynical humor. So there's a lot of dark humor in Seinfeld but also physical humor, Mm -hmm. like especially through Kramer, right? Like his eccentric movements and like, that's an easy way to captivate an audience. Like, your eyes will lock onto Kramer and what he's doing, just representing like his thoughts through physical action, like whenever he's talking about the world's colliding with uh, George's fiance being introduced into the group, he's holding like two pieces of a sandwich and bringing them together slowly and then like just crashing together. <laughs> just I don't know, it's a, an obscure reference here that I'm just making, but no other actor could make that work as well as Michael Richards, I think. And um, I just want to cap off like them watching a show as a kid conversation with a little story about when Zach and I watch it. I know you'll remember Zach is um the the episode the pie, which is a pretty classic episode. And George's story is that he's going into this store to buy a suit. That's going to become 50% off on Friday. And then he hides the suit, not wanting anyone else to buy the suit. And then another man who's like of the same build as George finds the suit and wants to buy it as well. And then George tells him that the sale's on Monday. And then the saleswoman tells him that it's actually on Friday. Whatever, they have this little conversation. And then on the day of the sale, both of them are lined up in front of the store at the opening of the store. And then the woman opens the doors... The other guy rushes in the store looking for the suit, George just slowly waltzes in.
2: Where is it? Where is it? Well, look at this! This doesn't belong here! Someone has made a terrible mistake! You bastard, <laughs> you hid the suit,
0: and I remember Zach and I watching like as kids, just the fact that he said bastard just made us cry of laughter, but the whole scene like it still holds up today, like just George's um doing whatever it takes to get his way, like it's a pretty funny scene,
2: yeah, and it's funny too, that you mentioned that episode because just like you were saying earlier about like how like a line or from something earlier in the show like comes back at the end. Well, like, the other story in that episode is Jerry and his girlfriend, like, with the pie, literally, and she's just shaking her head, like, won't say a word why she won't eat, like, the apple pie, and then, like, their story fizzle like, everything, like, gets concluded, and then it comes back to George at the end of (laughs) the episode when, like, he's doing the interview, and he doesn't want to take the chocolate dessert because, the guy he hid the suit from is the chef and he clearly did something to the to the pie. So George just does the same thing that happens in Jerry's stories, just shaking his head, not giving a reason. Look, I'm gonna get
0: you for this. I don't know how, but I am gonna get you. You are gonna pay. Great catch.
2: Just little things like that, how something's happening at the beginning of the episode in the other story, and then it just comes back there. It just goes full circle.
1: It's. Oh, it's hilarious. And I think those moments, like, elevate Seinfeld above Friends. I can't believe I'm saying that. But, I mean, if I want to be objective, like, there's so many little moments like that in Seinfeld that, like, push it over the, like, that's what puts Seinfeld in another level and never, like, in the upper echelon Mm -hmm. of, in the Mount Rushmore of TV (laughs) sitcom. Like, uh, there's so many iconic, like, people, even people that don't really watch Seinfeld know of, like, the famous episodes or moments like the contest or like the opposite yeah. i don't know like
0: even like festivus has become like yeah. a national yeah. holiday Good pretty
1: point. much oh that just reminded me of like george's parents like i know yeah, no, me too i was to thinking the like, same <laughs> uh, perfect seinfeld has perfect casting too like oh my god uh, can so make many
2: a, great b characters in that show it's unbelievable
1: i think people that like people know newman from seinfeld even if you don't even watch seinfeld you like because you've seen clips on tv and i think when a show attains that level of like being in the like in the american zeitgeist or like in like iconic status in culture basically when people can recognize a show and not having really seen it and i'd love to just like we this whole episode could be about seinfeld and we'd find oh, stuff to talk it. about we'd go through like every season but uh I don't know. there's some episodes that are like very simple, like the Chinese restaurant in season two, I think. It's like the yeah. s- simplest premise in the world. I don't know I find I like it. I know oh, yeah. <laughs> It just makes me laugh. like they're, the whole episode they're just waiting to like for their table. I don't know. I love I love episodes like that, or there's the episode where like they're all waiting in the lines, I forget what it's called. the movie maybe like they're all waiting in line for the movies. And like yeah. that, the interconnecting storylines there yep. or the episode when they're on, where Jerry and Elaine are on the airplane. I don't oh, know yeah, what like the airport, oh, I can't remember the names anymore.
2: I'm pretty sure it's the airport. Yeah. Or those are classic. is it, and also like when they're coming back and they're coming with in the limo with like the, oh. the two like Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And actually, that's
0: the same actress who plays the girl who doesn't eat the pie, right? At oh, pretty right. True, who plays
2: yeah, the it, it is. The there's character. like six around, characters yeah. that end yeah. up playing two different. There uh, are six actors that play two different, ki- like quick one episode cam- or not game, it was just characters. Yeah, that's funny. It's all
0: coming full circle.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's one other thing I wanted to mention, which is like I don't, I can't think of any other show that has like a character like this it's a uh, Kramer's friend that keeps popping up but doesn't actually have an actor Bob Sacamanis or Bob oh, yeah. Cas- oh, yeah 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 oh, like it. keeps <laughs> keeps like bringing him up and you know he's gonna talk about him whenever there's like yeah you know my friend Bob, like something ridiculous is going on and like you never see him, but you know like quite a bit about him just because he's always like either he's selling like fake uh, like animal hats there that that are super cheap or yeah or he got like uh, rabies from a yeah, dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it-
0: that's what I was thinking of too she's got rabies just like my friend Bob Casavacas I- <laughs> yeah
1: and and Seinfeld Seinfeld does this things does this thing that I love in like any comedy movie or show is like when characters get into a conversation well let me give you an example it'll be easier the episode where Jerry and George are in Los Angeles to look for Kramer and they're in their hotel room and George is having an argument with the or tell, instructing the maid how he wants his bed prepared in the morning like tuck or no tuck but like the conversation starts derailing so much to the point where George is convinced that he's pisses her off so much that like she won't do what he says like he's he's he gets more paranoid and Jerry does the same thing in an episode where he wants to have um, a wake-up call for the marathon runner at the hotel but like he's so insistent that he convinces himself that oh no they have it up for me it's like he's paranoid that they won't do the wake-up call anymore and I think Seinfeld does that a lot where everything starts off like peachy smooth but then like they just end up being like they end up defeating their own, uh, like a tragic hero, like defeating his own fate by just like saying too much or whatever. I don't know if you're yeah. understanding what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah, you mean. Yeah, like they just, they're the cause of their own demise, you know, and that happens nice. in every episode and it's just, it's gold to me. To me, like that's one of the best yeah. things about Seinfeld is just the outrageous situations they, they themselves put themselves through. Um,
2: yeah and especially with that that um example you brought with jerry with the marathon runner and it's like i actually saw that episode not too long ago and it's so funny too because like when he hangs up the phone with the wake-up service call he's like he's not he's such a bad actor he's like how do i get he's like you could tell in his face it's so like not fake but it's just it just makes it that much funnier yeah i remember Yeah, no, it's gold
0: and that's what's great, too. Like, they they even acknowledge how Jerry's a bad actor within the show when they're filming, like, their own show in the show, right? Like, when George, Jerry and George are writing their own show about nothing and they say, like, he can't act, that's Seinfeld. Yeah. They're very self-aware, and that's another thing I love about that show. Just, like, the situations they find themselves in, like it's they, they kind of act how sometimes we would want to act in those situations, but because we have better social skills and, like, also don't want to make be in those uncomfortable situations we might just say okay i'll just keep this to myself whereas they'll like go over the edge and especially george i think will really push it more than other characters oh it's just great stuff
1: some like quotes from the show have like gone into our vocabulary and i don't think some people would even realize it came from seinfeld well i mean at least in my opinion like like saying I like not that there's anything wrong with that. That's something I like yeah. catch myself saying a lot because of that oh, cer- yeah. specific episode. I don't know, just stuff like that that's entered our culture, yeah. and the younger generations might not realize where it's from. Like I think that's gonna be us when we're old, when we're middle age. We're gonna be quoting Seinfeld, and young kids are gonna be like shaking their heads, like "What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like, you had to be there," or yeah, "Absolutely." Uh, yeah
2: gotta watch the reruns kids or stream them because reruns won't be a thing (laughs) and then
1: right isn't that a little sad and like speaking of like reruns actually no this wasn't reruns but another show I remember watching during high school and at that time like instant like on tv every week was The Office and I, I pains me to admit this but like The Office is a show I've never seen I haven't seen all the episodes like I I don't know why I'm dropping the ball on this one. And you know what? That might be the next show I, I watch from start to finish. But I remember watching episodes every week of The Office and, like, loving it. Like, in high school, I absolutely adore that show. Um, and I think you guys can talk way more about it. So I'll let Perfect you guys segue do that. Into the
0: Office. Yeah. So I'll actually yeah. kind of piggyback on what you're saying, Matt. So I remember specifically when I started watching The Office, it was – the weekend of Canada Day 2016, I was at my friend's cottage. Like the morning after, we we're all leaving that day, and everyone wouldn't stop quoting the office and talking about. It. I was like, I and I honestly, they kept like taking jabs at me that I hadn't seen it. They're like, "Oh, you gotta watch." I'm like, "I swear, you guys are all overhyping this show just because I haven't seen it. Like, there's no way it's this funny." So first thing I did when I got home, I'm like, I'll, "I'm watching the show." And I was hooked from the start. I crushed the whole season. And if not that day, like, the next day I finished it up. It's only, like, six episodes. But, like, from there on out, I'm like, yep, they, they knew what they were talking about. And I was in the wrong for not having seen this show. Because I've now seen it from start to finish, like, at least five times. Oh, my God. And I've seen multiple seasons more than that. Like, I'm actually on another rerun right now. And I have three episodes left for season 9 and it's just an amazing show like I was never a huge Steve Carell fan before the office Michael Gary Scott and we'll talk about this later is like one of the best tv show characters of all time in my opinion steals every scene I don't know how these people got anything done on set with him and I heard that they had to film scenes of him just alone and then they filmed their the other actors reactions with him not in the scene and just like mash the two together, like of cutaways of the actors reacting to what he's saying, but they actually didn't film it with him, which is insane. And just like what I love about it is it really has that rewatchability where you'll pick up little things on every single rerun. Like on re- rewatching it this time, there are some lines that I had never caught before because they're so subtle, like a quick camera pan to a character, like just giving a look to the camera or. Reacting to something a mumbling a little line it's unreal. Mm-hmm. the strength of the show is the cast, like how well they interact with one another and I'll just throw it over to Zach as well. they're like what a shame. yeah, I was
2: just itching to say some things on the office, yeah, I know. absolutely one of my favorite shows, and you said it really well, Eric, like the cast is so good because like the first time you watch it, you're focused on Michael because he's so like in your face and he's hilarious. And Dwight is right there with him, um, Jim. Like, the main guys, those are the ones you're focusing on. But as you rewatch it, you're picking up things that, like, the like the, the side characters are saying. Like, the ones that don't have as many lines. And they're just, like, getting in there with, like, quick little quips in there. And it's hilarious. Or just, like, subtle little movements. Like, like I know me and Eric were talking about this the other day. Like, in one of the episodes, they're talking about how... And um, Meredith has uh, herpes or like she yeah, had herpes. Yeah, she had herpes so, yeah. so then like one of the characters as Meredith enters the break room, she like takes in a deep breath and then just walks out of the room and like gasps like she couldn't breathe the same air. Like little stuff like okay. that is just hilarious. And like that's a little more obvious. Like you obviously pick it up once you realize how like other characters dislike others they do a lot more things like that that are just less like they're very low-key and it's hilarious but uh, yeah no as similar to eric like when i started watching it i think i watched the first season like in the same day because like he said it was just six episodes and like A lot of people get turned off by the show by the first episode or the first two episodes because there's a lot of cringy stuff going on and like some people can't handle that. It's right up my alley. I think it's hilarious. Usually people either get hooked right away or they just can't watch it and then it stops there.
1: So it also has the no laugh track, right? Like the. To me, when I first watched it, that's what really captivated me and which could also turn people off at the same time as like the the deadpanness of like having no laugh track because that's all i was used to from friends and seinfeld this one i'm like okay well it's completely different it's it's deadpan that's how i best describe it and the stuff like michael would say i'm like oh my god i, I thought it was hilarious but I, I you show that now to people i don't that's a whole different conversation but like could you get away with saying half of, of some of what he said I don't yeah, know. I know
2: that's a very good point because a lot of things like that would not fly. And that's like very common in a lot of shows mm-hmm. like, True. Yeah, like we could go on and on, yeah. on about different shows, like even just like in early 2000 shows or like late 2000, yeah. uh, maybe not late 2010s there, but yeah, early well, 90s, early 2000s, like a lot of things that fly back then, or back then like 10 years ago, wouldn't really uh, be that appropriate these days
1: yeah a perfect example of that is married with children which i'm a huge fan of but that show i'm shocked they got away with that much back then because it's very like i find it very like sexual and it's very raw in my opinion and okay. like i don't know what are you guys' thoughts on Married with children
0: i really haven't seen enough of that show like i've seen a few episodes here and there and like every episode i've seen there's like a lot of sexism <laughs> yeah. in there like um, ed o'neill against his wife just like every almost all of his comments were just like (laughs) chirps to his wife yep it's like man anyways i don't know i really haven't seen enough to fully comment on that show there
2: i don't think i've seen like i couldn't remember seeing one episode of that show but i love ed o'neill like i'm a big modern family guy so i definitely should watch it because it's
1: like i really like that actor married with children is is amazing it's great but it does admittedly get repetitive like there's over 10 seasons and there's the ongoing joke of al which is ed o'neill's character al and peg like al never wants to have sex with peg like it's an ongoing thing like he doesn't want to have he doesn't want to sleep with her and she's always forcing him to like do it and that's like reverses the situation in every sitcom right like usually it's the other way around and it's an ongoing thing and kelly the daughter like always having boyfriends and It gets repetitive, but to me, it's gold. I only discovered Married With Children later in life, like in the last five years. Like I found all the seasons for like $30 in one big box. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna binge this show. But no, Ed O'Neill, I can't praise Ed O'Neill enough. He's perfect as Al Bundy. He's amazing in Modern Family 2. He's a really great actor, actually, and I don't think like he gets enough credit, I find. Um, and I'm sure he's good in a lot of the movies he's done. I've only seen him in maybe a couple movies, but uh, great comedic actor with, like I don't know, perfect delivery, in my opinion.
0: Oh uh, Jay, so that perfect segue into Modern Family for a couple of reasons there. But if we want to talk about Jay in Modern mm-hmm. Families, Ed O'Neill's character, hilarious. His like smooth delivery of like some kind of une- like, uh, inappropriate comments. Like when he's talking about what I'm thinking of now is him and Gloria like getting away for the weekend. He's just talking to the camera like, oh yeah, we got Manny tied up in the backyard like to a pole or something. Like he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny like obviously he's kidding there but like and also another reason why it's a good segue to modern family is i love that show early on but i find that it does get quite repetitive like the storylines are often centered around like the spouse not willing to admit that they're in the wrong and going to extreme lengths to prove their right to their um significant other which like it is hilarious at first but then after like five six seasons of that it does get old in my opinion but i think the cast is really good like phil dunphy claire's super funny too like really does a great job. Uh, Julie Bowen, super good as Claire, Eric stone street as cam as well. Like he was one of my favorite characters. I think like in the early seasons, he's one of the best, but then like, I think Phil stays the most consistent, even Jay. Like I'd say those two are the the best, but cam is really good as well. Gloria is really funny too. And she'd fall under like a lot of physical comedy as well. Like just how she Mm -hmm. acts and uh, how she pronounces or mispronounces a lot of expressions and words and stuff. But no, that's a great cast as well. Uh, Modern Family, really good show. Doesn't crack the top five for me due to its, um, like I said, like gets a little repetitive and stale. But overall, like it's a great show to throw on like three, four or five episodes there.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, no, the cast, like you said, is very strong. And even the kids, they all have like their moments. Like Manny, when he's really young, is one of of my favorite episodes. And as he gets older, he kind of loses his touch because then he's just like mm-hmm. a nerdy like kid like when he was a kid, he was like a ten year old who looked who was acting like a forty year old so it was hilarious, <laughs> and even like they made like references to that like i like I remember Claire like are you sure you're nine years old, or like you'd be like surprised or like when he's talking to a woman online and they end up like making a blind date with each other. And then she shows up to the door and she's like a fully grown woman and she can't believe that Manny's like 10 years old. It's pretty funny.
1: I couldn't agree more with you guys saying like the first, like the initial, the first few seasons are the best and a lot of shows suffer from that problem. And yes, when the kids are all younger is when it's at its prime in my opinion. Like, I don't know, yeah. as they age and as the kids get more involved, I don't know, I found it, it went downhill. Kind of like another show, in my opinion, that went downhill as the seasons were going on was like Big Bang Theory. The first four seasons is like where the meat is of the show, like when they were more nerds and after they started introducing all the girlfriends, the show went to a different direction and arguably for the better, maybe in some people's opinions. But for me, I like like that early on nerdy stuff that the boys were doing when it was just about like obscure references and I don't know. I think a lot of shows suffer though from like the the high of the initial few seasons, and then like okay, how do we keep how do we keep the magic going?
0: great comparison for two like diff in two different situations, but they all have like a similarity in that like we like seeing these characters be immature a little bit, and then when they start to grow up, we lose interest like ah like we don't want to see them just behave normally yeah, yeah. right like Manny acting like a 40 year old when he's nine <laughs> is hilarious because that's so uncommon but then when he's just kind of like a normal teenager it's like we really lose interest in that we don't want to see or even like with Luke and all of them all the other kids like yeah. you said when they start growing up mm-hmm. it's maybe too relatable and not funny and then like I haven't really seen Big Bang Theory so I can't speak to that but I do think that there is a, a commonality yeah. there in that like them growing up is not as interesting As like seeing nerds, or like anyways, people who are really into whatever they're into in Big Bang Theory. Like I haven't seen enough to comment, but
1: that's exactly my point. Is we want to see the more unrealistic stuff. Well, especially in Big Bang, like when they were like couldn't even talk to a girl, and like that comedy was gold. And that's the reason Big Bang Theory has like eleven seasons or whatever. It was because of that the strength of the first few seasons. But Modern Family, I love that show too. I remember when it like premiered, like watching every like first season, second season, every week. Like I was following Modern Family very consistently, but then I just fell off because I don't know, maybe I, I got too repetitive or I missed a missed too many episodes in a row. But Phil and Cameron are my favorite, hundred percent. But now Jay, like now that you mentioned, like I don't know, Ed O'Neill is is so good at his job that he makes it look easy. So it's like he's always good. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, Phil definitely my favorite too. <laughs> But just like Matt, you said it a couple of times now, like you've seen shows like weekly, like when they're coming out. And the, the only time I can think of that happening for me and maybe for you too, Eric, like for a comedy show was with uh, How I Met Your Mother, like another show that I loved, absolutely loved. Like the first, not just like the first couple, like the first six seasons were absolute gold in my mind. Yep. Like it was just like, there's all like maybe if they had like a couple of sloppy episodes they they fired back with some just like terrific stuff but uh, so that was the the only show i can remember like tuning in weekly to watch and unfortunately for us it, like we started tuning in weekly at like the 7th season where it like started going downhill so like we still liked it but at that point too we we felt like we had enough And we were just waiting for them to get on with it. Like, all right, are we actually going to see this woman that is supposed to be your wife and mother and the mother of your kids? And then it just... And they kept delaying it and, like, trying to stretch it out. Like, they couldn't sustain what they had at the beginning. The characters were getting ridiculous. Like, they took one of the greatest characters in Barney Stinson, who was, like, one of my all-time favorites, and they just butchered the hell out of him. Like, he was... (laughs) absolutely horrible by the end of the show Uh, it was sad to see because neil patrick harris did such an amazing job of being like the womanizing like (laughs) perfect yeah it was just it was too bad to see
0: well like you just took all the words out of my mouth like i could have said the exact same thing verbatim couldn't agree more with that analysis how much your mother like could have went down for me as like a top five no like a hundred percent show had it not been for what happened to the characters in in the story extremely disappointing ending i'll compare it to a game of thrones esque show where mm. it started off so good i remember when we bought the first seasons we were just crying laughing watching these episodes so original and like yeah and Bar- like in how much your mother there are a lot of templates for the characters that are exactly like in friends like ted is your ross Robin is your Rachel, Marshall and Lily are like your Chandler and Monica, and then Barney is your Joey, and they just omitted the Phoebe Buffay character, and Barney I think is much better than Joey, had it not, would have been better than Joey had it not been for his downfall in like season 7 or whatever, where they really, like you said, butchered the hell out of it, well, perfectly said. Joey stays consistent and is amazing, for that reason, would get the edge, I would say, overall. Mm -hmm. I don't think they knew where they were going, and they just wanted to add, like, little stories, filler girlfriends for Ted, who were just god-awful, like, Janine or something, like, Jeanette? I don't even know if you remember. Jeanette, yeah. Yeah, one of the worst characters on that show, or in any comedy show, Mm -hmm. just, there's no reason why Ted would have been dating this train wreck of a girl. Don't need to get into her more than that there, but yeah it's just it's a damn shame what happened with that show, but I'll still remember like the good of it. I say like more than fifty percent of the show is really good, so I look back like I'll watch those episodes for sure, but like I said, it's like a Game of Thrones situation where I've only seen the last season once i don't even know if i'll watch the finale again it's so bad but
2: i can't see myself putting putting myself through that again like i was so disappointed with that entire season the whole point the whole season leads up to barney and robin's wedding all for them to get divorced in the finale like what the hell is going on here why would you Ugh.
0: it's yeah ridiculous they get married in the the before last episode and then like yeah you just said divorced in the next wow yeah, it was, spoiler but um, i did yeah, not know that
2: yeah, yeah no it's, it's so disappointing and then yeah uh, i don't even want to talk about the. like you said we could focus on the good of it because there was like some amazing episodes like quick and like some great cameos to her like great other characters that were introduced like um the arthur hobbs the boss who's um better call saul that yeah. actor there he was a great character that kept coming back into the show. Uh but no, they had they had a lot of good going on and then they just took it too far. Like I think that's what some shows they get so hooked on like oh we got we got the fans going, they don't want to end it, but sometimes like if you want to save your show just Cut it off and, and just let people remember it for all the great that it had
1: and rarely sh- do shows ever do that because you don't know you're you think you've reached a high you're gonna you think you're gonna keep going in an upward like incline and how i am so glad I'd never finished how I met your mother because I remember watching that every week too when it came out, and I watched all the three quarters of the show pretty much, but I never finished it, and now I'm a little glad I did because i I yeah. look back at that show super fondly actually. And mm-hmm. I was a little kicking myself for not finishing it, but now I guess I'm I'm content. Um, I again like Barney and I don't know like Marshall. I don't know. I love those characters. Um, so we've been talking a lot about uh, like uh, sitcoms on like regular cable that we're playing every week. That's, but like I think at that time I was finishing high school and I really got into like the more like rated R comedy shows that weren't on cable like Showtime, HBO. And I'm gonna name a couple shows that I remember watching, uh, Entourage and Californication. Like, I just remember like the excessive swearing and nudity and like raunchiness of Californication, which is like completely ridiculous show about this alcoholic writer. And but like every every episode, there's just like debauchery in that show. And Entourage, I don't know if you could. It's like a drama comedy. Like to me, it's a comedy, yeah. but it's hilarious. But like. I don't know, another show, too, that may have veered off near the end. But getting into more, like, adult HBO-esque comedies. I don't know if you guys have, like, a couple examples of those that you like, but those are mine.
2: Yeah, well, I saw Entourage, too, and I loved it. Like, I think, I, I don't think I saw the whole show. Like, I think I seen, like, five seasons of it, maybe got into the sixth one. Because I don't even remember how many, like, is it seven seasons? If you can remember, Matt? I think six. I'll check six. Yeah, but yeah, no, me too. I loved it. Like, I actually got into it like when I was in college, so like I was already old, like used to seeing like stuff like that on TV. So like, like it wasn't new to me, but I just remember like Ari Gold like coming in hard with like a bunch of like super like that's actually a show that I was thinking like they could not fly with what he says. It was bad. Yeah, I know, and like, and the like, the whole squad. Like, I really enjoyed. Eric was maybe the one that got on my nerves the most. He was always like, like I, I, I never understood how a guy like that would end up with a girl like Sloane. But, you know, that's TV for you. That girl, she's number one.
0: Not, like i've only seen a few episodes of entourage i'll have to give it another shot like i know a lot of people love that show and uh it's uh it's up there for like uh, rated r comedy is definitely more my style when it comes to movies absolutely like i know the comedies the shows we've been talking about aren't really rated r the two i'll mention now which are both hbo or one which i've seen less of is curb your enthusiasm which like obviously larry david is the main character in this one there. And, plays himself and he just gets himself in these outrageous situations and just acts like no one would except him like he's basically george but like george is based on him right so if there are a lot of hilarious moments in that one i don't know the show as well like to quote it really that's a really good show on crave if you have it and the one that i watched the majority of is silicon valley which is a hilarious show Again, there's a lot of dark comedy in this one. It's about these programmers who live in LA who are trying to make it in, like, the the tech industry and, like, start up their own apps and stuff. Super funny show. Not for everybody. Like, I know my mom's not a fan of it. She's seen episodes with me and just wasn't about it. But there are a lot of scenes in that show that had me rolling on the floor and, um... I don't know. I think you'd like it, Matt, if you haven't seen episodes there.
1: Uh, yeah, I need to check it out.
0: A lot of good characters in there. Yeah, I would definitely recommend
1: it. Kumail Nanjari's in that show, right? From oh, The Big my, Six? Oh, okay. so funny. Okay, I need to watch it.
0: There's Zach Woods, too, who's in The Office. He plays okay. Gabe. And I had yes. seen Silicon Valley before watching The Office, so like I was expecting him to be a little funnier because in Silicon Valley... He's hysterical. Okay. Just like his deadpan delivery, like kind of depressed style of like saying his lines just kills me. And He is really funny in The Office, but he's not one of the the best characters there. More minor in um, The Office. Super funny show. T J Miller too. Like mm-hmm. I think T J Miller is the most accessible character and most outrageous. So people might be drawn to him initially because what he says is just like explicit easy comedy to relate to but the others like kumail kumail too actually i'd put him in that category but yeah there's some good uh, i don't love though thomas middle ditch like his com i think that's his name thomas middle ditch Mm -hmm. there's like kind of awkward comedy has his moments but can get annoying yeah that's my rundown on silicon valley those are my two like well i have another actually rated r comedy which is like a drama comedy and honestly it needs a few more seasons but if it continues on the trajectory that it's on, this will be a top five comedy for me, which is the show called Atlanta. I've spoke oh. about, spoken about this show quite a few times. I've seen the two seasons at least three, four times each. Wow. 100% recommend Donald Glover's show. The man's just a genius. So this the show is about a, he plays a Princeton dropout and becomes his rapper cousin's manager as they navigate through his career as a rapper like through the struggle and then newfound fame and just the dynamic between the two of them and the members in their their entourage if you will and um it's just such an original show the cast is fantastic like that's what introduced me to lakeith stanfield incredible actor his character is one of the best on the show as darius such a unique character and like kind of mystical about him yeah just really funny i would definitely recommend zach i know you've seen a few episodes with me there uh, i'd recommend yeah. watching the whole show and matt 100 percent. if you haven't seen any of it like i would i would get on atlanta no doubt
1: for for atlanta i've seen one scene when it was on like tv and i i remember really digging it and being like okay i'm stopping now i need to watch give it its proper due and start with episode one because the act there's Donald Glover, Lakeith, and the third guy's really good too. And he's like in a bunch of movies. Now I recognize him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he was in the Joker and yep. he's yeah. in a lot of horror films actually, believe it or not too. Like he's a, a good character <laughs> actor. And I don't know. I think I'd really dig, it. it's one of those shows I know I'll like, I just got to like start. Yeah. yeah Brian start from the beginning. Tyree Henry.
0: Ah, he's okay. super funny, man. Like okay. low key. Delivers his lines perfectly, and mm-hmm. like he plays like a cool rapper, but also like has his own struggle as well. Like deals with anxiety of like newfound fame. Like they have a lot of important themes in that show as well. Like, like um, navigating through America as a black man as well, and like some of the pressures felt and like the stereotypes they fall under. And um, no, like it's it's a really smart show, and he's, I'm hesitant to just label it as a comedy because like it's also really mm-hmm. a drama and like has some like I said serious themes. But it did win, like, at the Emmy's primetime um, best comedy series, so it's hilarious, so, yeah.
1: I mean, comedy is such a wide umbrella, right? Like, some of the thriller, like, I, I know we all have watched some of these shows, like, Breaking Bad and stuff, but, like, I'm laughing my ass off watching Breaking yeah. Bad. It's not a comedy, but is it, though, because we're laughing our asses off? I don't know. That's dark humor, right? Mm-hmm. But actual comedies, and I'm just going to rattle these off. I personally have never gotten into these shows But I know how popular they are. And I'm going to name three shows. Parks and Recreation, Community, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Complete blind spots (laughs) for me.
2: (laughs) All in our wheelhouse. Like three shows I I was like (laughs) itching to talk about because I love all three of those shows.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. Complete blind spots for me. But no, you guys go ahead. It's funny that you bring up Community because that's a perfect
2: segue from Atlanta. Like the show that um, Donald Glover came out of. Like, as an actor, really. And that was, like... Also, another show that... Not started great. Like, it had, like, four... F- five great seasons. And then the sixth one, the last one, is... God-awful. Horrible. And it was too bad to see, like... Donald Glover left the show... Midway through season five. Chevy Chase left after season four. And, like, that's a different story. Because, like, he was, like... The, him and the writers had a lot of problems. So, like, his character who, like, started off as the funniest character went, like, very downhill because they were just, like, butchering him by, like, giving him terrible lines and horrible storylines. It was, it was pretty obvious that they had, there's conflict there because they just completely ruined him. But it's such a, a unique show in a sense because, like, it's such an old group that are all going to community college. You wouldn't see that kind of dynamic between like an 18 year old and like a mid 40s guy, like hanging out together every day, doing the same things together. And then you could see how different, like how differently they react to same situations. Like someone who's like war- been in the workforce and like seen a lot more, is like, oh, that's not a big deal. Meanwhile, a kid will react like completely differently. And little things like that, How. Each situation is different for all the characters going through the same thing. Like, I just found it, like, they did such a great job of giving all the characters, like, a different, not voice, but just, like, different way of reacting to everything, and it just turned out really funny.
0: Okay, so, perfect point that you just made there about, like, the diversity of the cast. So me when I was first introduced to the community. Dismissed it completely. Just based on like what it looked like. For me it made no sense. How like all these people would be hanging out together. And it just looked downright ridiculous. But I think it does a really good job. At showcasing how like all these people. Who wanted a second chance at life. Came together even though they're all from different walks of life. They came together in this community college. Which represents like. You don't know what you want in life. You may be at a different point in your life and, like, trying to, I don't know, reset or whatever. And it does, like, that dynamic of an 18-year-old and a 40-year-old interacting didn't make sense to me at the time when I started watching that show. But now being in the workforce, being a little younger and having friends who are in their 40s, like, makes total sense to me now. So it just goes to show that, like, it's not that far-fetched of, like, the community college also kind of represents the workforce and, like, that's how diverse it is you'll come mm-hmm. across these different people that you coming out of like high school university whatever you wouldn't necessarily think that you would be interacting with people of different backgrounds like ethnicities everything there and like I think they do a really good job at doing good representation for all different um like demographics and it's also just like it's a hilarious show like other than just nah. having like family and friendship values it's super funny original i have community down as in my top five for comedies like if oh, wow. we're gonna round it out later there we pretty much have went, gone over my five favorite ones <laughs> there but i'm saying it right now like community's top five for me it sucks like you said zach season six is i haven't even, i've never even seen the whole season six i tried getting into it three times just couldn't it's terrible but mm-hmm. seasons one through five are gold even like five kind of dips there's and a few you, episodes,
2: yeah, it takes a... But. You,
0: like, the Pierce character, so played by Chevy Chase, it's like a, a travesty, what happened with him. It's too bad that they couldn't get along on set, because in season one, he is, like like you said, arguably the best character on the show, and then by the time we get into season four, and all the other characters are going on their stories, Pierce asks, like, oh, and what do you want me to do? And then Jeff turns around and just says, like... Stay alive. And then you don't see him for the rest of the episode. He's just, like, they come back at the end. He's, like, completed their project. And, like, oh, good job, Pierce. Like, they barely even give him any credit for what he's done. It's, like, it was clear the disdain that the writers had towards him. And they're just, he was just taking it on the screen. But, like, Troy Barnes. So that's, like, I think uh, Donald Glover's breakout role on Community. He just gets better as the seasons go on. Matt, I 100% recommend Community. Like, yeah. Out of the three shows you just named, Parks and Rec, which I know Zach will touch on, and Brooklyn, I'd say like, go for Community okay. first. It, All right. As you start to get familiar with the characters, they only get better with time for the most part. And like just the concepts that they have in their episodes, like you'll never see anything like this on another show. Like the... Oh. The um the themes for specific episodes are just so cool. I don't really want to spoil stuff for you there, but you'll know once you start watching them, like it's so original.
2: Yeah, like that's what I was gonna like jump in on too, like how they use like different like movies or like different themes and like they all put it in together into one episode and they just play off like all right, if this situation was happening in a community college, how it would play out. They do it's it's so unique. And then it's so funny at the same time. You get hooked into the story like, okay, how is this going to end? But also you're laughing
1: throughout the entirety of the show. It's uh, it's great. All right, that's next on the list then. But the other two are good too. Just communities like edges them out. Okay.
2: For me, yes. Okay. For me, for sure. Yeah, like it's tough because like I really enjoyed Community and I've probably seen it more than the other two shows. So probably I would still slightly give it the edge, but I'm a huge parks and recreation fan. Like the characters in that show are just too good for me. Like Ron Swanson, played by um uh, O'Fernan, Nick Ofernan, is like one of my favorite characters of all time. Like he's hilarious. You could be walking by, like, the TV and it's just going on. Like, I'm just, like, referencing, like, my dad here. Like, he wouldn't even pay attention to the show. But he just walks by and, like, here's, like, one line that over like, Ron Swanson says. And he'll, he'll like, t- like he'll just, like, start laughing because it's so specific towards, like, not just men. But, like, he's, I don't know. I just find him hilarious. It's hard it's like to. like a man's man kind of okay. thing. Yeah, like, okay. the ultimate man's man, like, like won't buy stuff like makes everything by himself like he has like this amazing like talent for making these like unbelievable wood structures or stuff like that only eats meat like will refuse to eat vegetables (laughs) like he'll have like a huge porterhouse steak with like bacon on the side and like whiskey and a cigar it's just i don't know i find him hilarious but the show is the same creator as the the show runners from the office They basically, like, the way they started, it was like, all right, the office is, like, a public sector and the er, private sector, sorry. So then they wanted to, like, do, like, a public sector, like, working in the government lifestyle and, like, taking something, like, as ridiculous as, like, the paper industry is. They're like, all right, let's take, like, the parks and then, like, make people that care, like, so much about it, even though, like, it's so low in, like, the food chain of the government. And then these people, like, live and die for it. Like, the main character... Leslie, Nope played by um, wow, how am I blanking on this name? Amy Poehler. Yeah, Amy Poehler. Thank you. Yeah, uh, she's like the ultimate government worker. Like cares so much, and like about the parks, which like seems ridiculous, but yeah, no, it's great. I I don't want to give away too much, and like the rest of the cast is also amazing. Like you got uh, uh, Andy Scott, who's like hilarious in there. Uh, Rob Lowe, who's great too. And then Chris Pratt, who's just, like, he's the ultimate goofball, and he's he's really funny.
0: So I think this is where Zach and I kind of not completely disagree here, but aren't on the 100% same page. Like, I'm not a huge Parks and Rec guy. I've I've seen enough episodes, I think, to have a sound opinion on it. I think it's, it's a good, I, I don't know if feel good is the best way to put it, but, like, you're, like, enjoying what you're seeing. But for me... It never really made me laugh, and maybe comparing it to The Office is unfair, but I like it. Just never, ha- I never had like a crazy laugh out loud moment watching that show. Like I think Ron Swanson, hundred percent in my opinion, was the best character on the show. He's really funny, and even Leslie Nope is super good as well. Even in just talking right now, like the cast is really good. I don't have a complaint about the characters and the story. It's just like the the comedy down to its core like just didn't really do it for me like, that's where like I, I would definitely put the office above parks and rec and that's why i said out of the three that you just mentioned community one i'll even put i'll put brooklyn two before we start talking about that show and then parks but you know what i think i'm in the minority here because out of all my friends too they're all watching parks and rec now and they all love it like you said comedy subjective not everyone's gonna find the same thing funny and hey I'll I'll stand on this hill alone like Boromir in Fellowship of the Ring and die if I must to say that I don't find Parks and Rec that funny.
2: Yeah, everyone's got their own opinion. That's fine. Yeah. But you're wrong. No. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying you have like a
1: contrarian <laughs> opinion, Eric? Okay, like, I don't know about contrarian there. Arrogant. Like I'll say yeah.
0: I went in with an open mind and it's I don't think in watching it I went into it thinking like this has to be as good as The Office because it's The Office's creators and stuff like it's just, like, I'll I'll watch an episode and be like, yeah, hey, like, that was good. And even, like, the government stuff is relatable. Like, the ones who are really into it and, like, some that just, you know, they'll do their job and punch out and that's it. They're, like, did a good job. Like, it's it's a good show. Anyways, like, I don't have that much more to say on parts. Yeah. Well, if you
2: anyways. want, you want to kick off what you'd uh, say about Brooklyn Nine-Nine for people yeah, who haven't it's, seen it. Bro-
0: Brooklyn is super funny. I think um, Andy Samberg... I don't know if he had a hand in creating that show there, but it's like a precinct in um, in Brooklyn there. Like, they're all um, detectives and cops. And, um, yeah, I mean, they solve cases and fight crime. Again, very diverse cast in this one. I was kind of hooked from the start as soon as I saw it. I don't know really what to say about the show necessarily. I think it's a little... Go- There's some goofy comedy in there. Also some witty quips and different styles of comedy like you got some sarcastic humor in like Rosa and like some dark humor in that character I don't really know what to say on Brooklyn Nine-Nine it's just it's
2: a funny show yeah yeah I know what you mean like it's kind of hard to describe because all characters are like pretty unique like you got Charles Boyle played like uh uh Joe Joe
0: Demoglio or something no no
2: no Latruglio or something like (laughs) it's something strange but anyways um he's uh, like the ultimate like suck up to Andy Sandberg character like he'll do whatever he needs him to do like always got his back like always telling him he's the best at anything he does Um, Mm. and then you got like yeah like literally every character is very like unique in their own sense And they just meshed really well together. My favorite character is the the captain of the precinct. Dry humor, hilarious. He's basically like a robot. Like they make fun of him for like not showing any emotion, and like he delivers those parts like so well. Like he'll just be like dead face pan, like no emotion is like. This is the happiest I've ever been in my life.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> when you're watching the show, and you like you understand and you get the characters, like stuff like that is just like gold. But uh, yeah, I, like I know what you mean, though. It's kind of hard. To, it's like crazy, like cop things happen, and they have to solve it. But it's like it's realistic in some ways, and then it's super unrealistic in others. Like okay, like would this actually happen? And I don't know. They just make a they find a good
1: way to make it work here's a question is it the humor in brooklyn Nine? what what is it the most similar to like i'm i've never seen an episode like what would you compare to like the closest thing to like help me understand like if i'd like it
0: uh, it's not seinfeld like out of the show no. that we've talked about yeah. like it's friends like is that even i don't know like there's, there's no more not diversity really. in the humor than friends so it's yeah, over I mean,
1: the honestly, top honestly it's a so, tough yeah like, is it outrageous or is it more smart? You have to pay attention more comedy. where like I'd you, say it's, right.
2: it's probably more on the smart side than okay. on the outrageous okay. side. There's some dumb
0: okay. uh, humor, though, in there. Like, they talk about, like, butts and stuff and, like, farts. But it's yeah, also like, clever. Like, it's not, it's not lazy writing. Like, the okay. writing's really sharp. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even, like, those jokes, they'll add a, a little twist of originality to it as well. I don't know, it's its its own thing. Like I couldn't even describe the show, so yeah. that just goes to show that well, there aren't good. really many comparables for it. It's like if you like The Lonely Island, which Andy Samberg is a part of, right? Like, Not that there's singing really in it there, but it's just original. And yeah. um, there definitely isn't a show on TV like it, clearly, yeah. if you can't really find a comparable for it.
1: Well, that's good then. That's yeah. a great thing.
2: Yeah. And like I think you could get a pretty good sense of it by watching like the first... Few like very like you'll get a quick idea from it, and I, if I remember correctly, like the pilot is good, and then like number two and three are like mediocre, and then like it really picks up at four. I want to say like I don't remember exactly which episodes are which, but I remember being like pilot was good, and I was I wasn't sure, and then when I watched, I think it was episode four with uh, Kid Cudi as a guest, like Whoa. that ep- no, Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: he's episode seven. So, He's seven? Yeah, I think episode f- I'm looking at it right now, yeah, episode 5 okay. with the vulture, I think that's a solid oh, one. Like when yeah. he comes in yeah. for the first time, that's a great character. But a lot of comedy shows are like that. Like you do need to ease into it. Like, you you yeah. can't just dismiss it after the first episode. Even though you may not love the first one, I think you got to give it like at least 3 episodes for most shows and then like that's a good sample size. Like my 3 song theory on an album. Mm. If by the first if by the first 3 songs you're not hooked, get out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend Brooklyn. I think that's another show like I don't want this to become the theme here in what I'm saying, but maybe overextends its stay. Like I'm I haven't watched the last few seasons out of like just losing interest in it a little bit.
2: Yeah, no. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in that category though. It, it was actually pretty funny. It's just like I guess kind of like a modern family. Like it's still funny the later episodes, but it's kind of similar. Like they're cops. Like how many stories can you possibly make before it starts kind of getting repetitive? So I put it more in that category where it's still funny. Like it still made me laugh, but it's nowhere near a How I Met Your Mother situation.
0: And now I'm just looking at like the episodes for Brooklyn after episode five, like the Vulture episode. They're all classic. I would definitely recommend uh, Brooklyn matt and to everyone else who hasn't seen it it's a good show
2: well all three of the shows that you mentioned like and i think all three of them too out of all three of them parks is the one that the first season is pretty slot like it's not that great so if you find like you don't get that hooked into it in the first season you might be like all right then it'll be a little harder to get into the other two like you'll get a pretty good grasp of it right away
0: Oh, yeah. I think episode two of Community is gold, too. Like, even episode one, I think, is really good. Yeah. yeah. And that's a like show I've seen multiple times. And, like, it just gets better with rewatch. And, like, that's what, for me, like, puts it in that top five category. like, I can rewatch it a ton of times. And, again, you'll pick up little things, too. Not mm-hmm. in the same way as The Office, but uh, there are a lot of good little lines in there.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, I, I don't mind a slower start because my two t- my two favorite shows of all time, Friends and Seinfeld, like arguably season 1's the weakest for both of those shows, yeah, so it's it doesn't true. really. Yep. I don't mind a slower start. The finish is way more important than the start, but as with that might be TV's downfall is like half of the shows don't have good endings out there for any yeah. in any genre. But that's a discussion for another day. Do we want to get into like favorite characters or should we like touch on I, I I just thought of this, but all the animated like comedy shows, Oof. but that might be a downward spiral, yeah.
0: If you have animated comedy shows like to share, like oh,
1: I guess I guess like
0: Family Guy and stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, Simpsons, Family yeah. Guy. South you know what? I'm Hart, not a huge Simpsons guy.
0: I haven't seen enough of it, I guess, to really find it funny. Like I've seen quite a bit of Family Guy, and like I think Family Guy is definitely more on the unacceptable. Offensive. that's said, like really, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really pushes the limits. Yeah, but it, it's pretty <laughs> that's funny. Why I love like it. Family Guy is a, a super yeah. funny show. In infrequent doses, though, like I don't—that's not a show I watch regularly. I'll throw on like every like few months. Like even like half a year goes by, and I'll throw like six episodes on in a row, and like it's hilarious. But then you do need to take a little break for me, anyways. But that's the only one I've really, really loved. Like I tried getting into Rick and Morty, and like kind of like a Parks and Rec. Like I didn't cry laughing once watching that show and that's what it's got to do for me gotta have me rolling yeah those like i don't know those are the animated shows i can think of
1: yeah just quickly i'm a huge family guy fan like i'd put that above simpsons and south park but like the simpsons is like it's still going on over 30 years and it's still like running full speed ahead and same Mm -hmm. with like south park but like south park to me is just like sometimes i feel like it's too it's being too smart with all it's like political references and like it's beating you over the head with its message but it's super offensive too and people gravitate towards that family guy is more my humor because it's like it is super offensive but there's a lot of like toilet humor in there too um Mm -hmm. that's why like the ted movies are like that's why they're right up my alley because of family guy like that humor um simpsons is the more clever of is the more cleaner version of the three but like also started that trend like without the simpsons there'd be no family guy or south park uh rick and morty is super smart but sometimes like i i have to pay attention every second of rick and mortar i'm gonna miss everything it's like yeah. you cannot shut your brain off during rick and morty it's that type of show i don't want to say it's like elitist or snobby but like it's a very like highbrow comedy right eric yeah. like it's very smart but sometimes it's like okay i just want something i don't know why mm-hmm. am I thinking so much right now? <laughs> but I do love Rick and Morty. I'm not. this is not to say like I don't like watching that. It just it, I have to be in the mood to watch Rick and Morty. When I watch Friends or Seinfeld, okay. I, I can any time yeah. of day. Yeah, any place. And Eric, correct me
2: if I'm wrong, but the creator of Rick and Morty is the creator of yeah, Community, yeah, exactly. right? But like, oh, yeah. In yeah, Community yeah.
0: though he's not making these kind of jokes that are like, like Matt said, super no, no, I yeah. and like... You need to kind of be like aware of what's going on in the socio-political environment or landscape or whatever there and i'm just like i'm hung over watching this like i'm not trying to think here (laughs) i remember like i was and it was like could not like i couldn't see any humor in what i was watching i had to shut her down and throw something easier on
2: yeah no i wasn't trying to say the community was like that i just thought it was funny I thought it was them. So I just wanted to make that point.
0: So before we get into favorite characters, like there were a lot of listener submissions as well, which a lot of them were some of the movie, the TV shows that we talked about. So I'll just go in order. The first one was from the homie, Mart Chevalier. His was... Do I have to say it? Question mark. So it's he's a huge the office guy. He's one of the people who pressured me into watching the show, talking about it at the cottage in 2016. So he's like a OG The Office guy. And also Klisin Ud also submitted The Office. And Curtis Dagle as well. All former guests of the show. Then segueing to Curtis, he also said Flight of the Concords, which our mm. former guest Katrina also submitted. And talked about when we had her on. And I actually watched the first episode the other day on Crave. It was pretty funny. Like I could see how you need to watch a few episodes to get into that style of comedy. It's like the scenes will bust out into musical acts of like the two main characters just singing a song. Explaining what's happening in the scene or what what the characters thoughts are. So it gave me some, like, Lonely Island vibes, kind of, like some satirical songs. Mm. I'm going to keep it going. I mean, I don't know enough about the show to fully comment on it, but those are my initial impressions. So, yeah, thank you for those. And then our aunt, Tani she said Seinfeld, and our mom also said Seinfeld. So they're some of the OGs who introduced Seinfeld to us. Then Justin Mocktinger said Big Bang Theory. So Matt... Nice. Know more about that one than us, then Katrina. So she also said play of the concords, but said the show called The Extras, which is a UK show, and Arrested Development.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a big one, Arrested Development. Have either of you seen like some Jason Arrested Bateman. Development? Or... Yes, yeah, some of it, and I have people that like try to push that like huge fans of the show, like Matt. You gotta watch it because it's like uh... Arrested Development reminds me of like Modern Family, but like. A more edgier like more daring humor than it and offensive okay and like michael sarah's in and i heard he's like that's where he started and like well j it's all about jason bateman mm-hmm. i think as the main character but no i didn't right. get into that show
2: yeah no i I never saw any of it but it's funny that uh, you said the other one about the uk show and it just made me think of a quick uh, british show that eric i know you watch as well Matt. i don't know if you've heard of it but it's called Love Sick. hilarious hilarious it's a netflix show it's like three seasons honestly huge sleepers sh- like I, I don't even know like you saw it because you were in england that's how you when started watching it or a few, a few just,
0: girls like were a big fan of it and like they wouldn't stop talking about it. and then i watched some episodes with them and then like brought it over to like canada and we watched it there zach you and i there and uh
2: yeah no like i don't I, I don't want to get into it too much like I just made me think of that when you are saying that because I know you are just reading off the everyone's uh, shows there but just that's a good plug in if someone like I'm not even going to say anything about the show because I had no idea what it was and I just started watching it and I loved it so it's kind of one like if you got nothing else to watch throw it on and it'll take you for uh, <laughs> a good, good, call, good ride. I was
0: actually going to say what like the main premise of the show is but there's not one good call that'll just so it's good to go into some shows completely blind and then you just see where it takes you. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd recommend Love Sick as well. Like, super easy watch. Three seasons. The episodes are short. It's good stuff. Also rated R comedy. So if you want some... Um, good to know. just mm-hmm. I, yeah.
1: I just read the premise, actually. On my phone. Oh, Matt, it come on. Hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all good. The listeners, like, don't, don't read up on it. Just, just throw it on Netflix and see what you think. But, Matt, even though you know, like, what gets the ball rolling for the show... It does take yeah. some good turns, and it's really funny. Okay. I would definitely
1: recommend it. Good. Good. Yeah.
0: So, the next one is from Daniel Rolok. So, he had three shows, two of which we've talked about, Community, Parks, and Rec. So, they're part of the holy trinity of three shows that Matt hasn't seen, would recommend. So, good picks. And then the third one was 30 Rock. So, Zach, I know you've just started oh, watching okay. that show. Oh. I only started watching the first episode yesterday. I'm definitely going to keep it going. Matt, Zach, I'll let you comment on it if you've seen it.
1: I've seen, I I remember when it like premiered and watching it like every week, but then I just fell off. But I remember loving it and I can't remember why I stopped now, but uh, no, great character. I remember the writing was spot on, like Tina Fey, like Baldwin, like I don't know. But you go ahead, Zach. I want to hear more.
2: Well, I just, I literally just started watching it like three days ago because I was like looking for a new show to watch and it's on Prime. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Like I've heard a, good things from it and uh, yeah Alec Baldwin's character has been killing like so funny hands down my favorite character His his humor is hilarious it's funny because every time I look at him I just think of his cameo and friends and he was like one of my favorite characters and friends so whenever I see him I just instantly laugh but then like he plays this character like perfectly like he's basically the boss of everyone and uh, everyone fears him but loves him and like they don't know what he's going to say. And I yeah, know the writing is, is very good on that show. And yeah, Tina Fey, too, is very, she's very funny. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Tracy Jordan. Well, it's Tracy Jordan. Like, that's his name in the show. And I know his real name is Tracy, Tracy something. I- is he in that or no? Yeah yeah. 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 Tracy Morgan. That's him. Yeah. um, Yeah. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. he has his moments, but he's like, he plays like, too stupid of a character that sometimes it just like just rubs me the wrong way and i'm like ah but uh no it's uh, it's pretty funny like it's, i don't have that much to say because i've only seen like maybe half of the first season and basically the premise is it's a writing team that has this nbc show called the girly show and they're just like trying to make different storylines for the show and then like bunch of side stories are happening like Tina Fey is trying to have like a social life while being like focusing on her career and she has like these awful dates and like nothing's really happening and then just stuff like that like a bunch of side stories around this group that are a bunch of writers together.
0: Yeah, I mean it's on the the list now of like shows that I have to watch their Flight of the Concord's 30 Rock shit's creek which i actually started watching matt i'm almost done season one good oh, nice. stuff so far and i feel like that's a show that just to bring it back to that like you got to give a show a couple of shots like not just judge it off the first episode which i had done initially i had seen the first episode of shit's creek didn't love it put it to the side then i gave it another shot restarted it, and now i'm like almost done season one i can see how as you get familiar with these characters they'll all like just get better with time and that's how it is in most shows. Like you need a few seasons to really understand who your character is and then there's nowhere to go but up, right? Until you inevitably go down if you overextend your stay. But anyways, focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. The next one was from Cameron Latimer. His was How I Met Your Mother, so we've touched on that. Great show. Killasin Ud also said Friends, like that's I think her favorite show of all time. There's a huge Friends fan. And now Excellent. we're getting into the two that we have not discussed, one of which was from Zayn Merhi. So his is called The Boondocks, which I don't know much about. Matt, you're nodding. Have you seen the show?
1: I'm familiar with it because it used to play on TV way back in the day. It's an animated show. Okay. Um, I've probably seen in total like three episodes, but I remember people my, in my high school would like, I don't know, it's a super niche like, not obscure but like it's a you have to have unique taste i guess it's not for everybody that's all i'm gonna say i don't remember too much about it
0: and the last one was from taunt mary your mom and she came through with which is listed as one of the top comedies of all time which i've never seen called mash
1: ah i'm surprised she wrote that like i barely hear like i don't know if i've heard her talk about it all that much (laughs) but that's because none of us watched it in the house we do know that M.A.S.H. is like one of the most uh, most viewed like series finale of all time, right? Like it was a hugely popular show and I just I never got into it. And I mean, to me, it was yeah. a little dated watching the reruns on TV. It, it would always play with Seinfeld on like the TV-tropolis, TV-tropolis. channel, like channel, nice. channel 54. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I never got into M.A.S.H. because I don't know, it just felt I didn't get the humor but i'm sure it's a fantastic show i'm sure all those old shows are great they're just before my time like cheers or yeah, happy days sure. i i just never watched them that's all
0: those are our listener submissions thank you everybody for submitting your picks if we want to go over like some favorite tv show characters like i know we've rattled off a few there but uh, zach i'll throw it over to you first you want to list some of your favorites
2: i guess i was gonna say like all the main four seinfeld characters but i'll Specifically, say, George and Kramer as my two favorite, even though Elaine and uh, Jerry are, like, right up there, too. So it's kind of hard to say. But anyways, out of that show, it's those two. And then Friends, like, he could arguably be my all-time favorite character. Like, number one out of any show is Chandler. who's yeah. was always my favorite yeah. g- character. Uh, guys, just, like, it's that's kind of my kind of humor. Like, sarcastic, like... Oh, no, he's just it's too good for me. And then like from a couple of other shows Like I already mentioned like Barney Stinson was one of my favorite from How I Met Your Mother and Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec Community is one of those shows where like I like Donald Glover's character Probably the most but he's not like one of my favorite all-time Like I just love that cast as a whole. I think they do a great job So I can't really like specifically point him out compared to, like, these other shows that I'm talking about. I'd probably... And then, yeah, of course, Michael Scott from The Office is my favorite. And uh, I'll even throw in, like, uh, Phil Dunphy from Modern Family Guy slays me half the... Like, every episode, there's always, like, one line or one thing that he does that just, like, always makes that show
1: enjoyable for me. So I'd probably round it out there. Those are some solid characters, Zach. Um, uh, And for me and friends, I think... I've come to the conclusion that I think Ross is my favorite. I I can't explain. I don't. David Schwimmer just cracks me up. Just his face, like how he says dialogue, like when he does like the outrageous things that happen to Ross is the best. And signed like Elaine is my favorite female character, like in any sitcom. Like she's amazing. She kills that role. But I think George. If I were to pick one, George is the best. Like. One of the greatest characters ever created, George Costanza, everything about him, his parents too, throw them in there, like, I love George. Uh, Michael Scott, iconic, in The Office. Barney, yes, Barney is great. I don't think I could comfortably say he's one of, like, I don't know, I feel like because of where the show went, I can't, I can't include him. Um, Other, oh, oh, Sheldon, Sheldon and Big Bang, like, I loved him. Like, even when he goes downhill, he's still really great. Like, Sheldon Cooper's a great character. Jim Parsons will forever be typecast or known as that role. And mm-hmm. he'll never escape it, but that's okay. I mean, you've, you've made it. You've made it, buddy. Like, you're going to be known for all time as Sheldon Cooper. Um, I don't know. Those are, Those are my favorites off the top of my head. I agree with pretty much everything
0: you both yeah. said there. I don't know. There's not too much to add. Like... I've always said, like, on the record that George Costanza is the greatest yeah. TV show character, like, for yeah. comedies of all time. I just think how he, he steals the scene in every single um, situation in Seinfeld. He makes every plot just... He elevates every single plot. Just so neurotic. Always lying and, like, they, they coming up with the elaborate schemes to exact vengeance on people. Just, yeah, I mean, I think George, and like you said, Zach, the whole cast of Seinfeld is probably the best, just because there are only four characters, really, like, no Mm -hmm. weak links in that chain, and Matt, I also agree with you, I think Elaine is the best female character of all time in a sitcom, no doubt, Then with Friends, this is where it gets interesting. So you know the meme of like there's three pictures of like a brain that slowly yet surely gets more enlightened. Like at first, it's like the brain has like a few lights. Then you move up one, the brain has more lights. And then the third one, the brain's fully illuminated. So just keeping that model in mind, it'd be like Joey at the bottom, Chandler in the middle, Ross at the top. Because as you rewatch Friends... Joey's the easiest one to find funny because like his jokes are really simple. Again, yeah. some physical comedy in there, like some stupid jokes in there, but he also has like some really some smart dialogue. But anyways, Joey's the one you'll gravitate to first. Then you'll start to realize, like, oh yo, Chandler's the funniest, like super sarcastic, quick witted. Always has like a good good little crack in there. Chandler's the best. You keep re-watching and goddamn Ross takes the cake, like, he's, honest, wow. okay, but I'm, I'm hesitant to, like, definitively say that Ross is the best, but he's the one who improves the most with rewatch, I think, anyways, so, <laughs> I'm just using that model to show how, like, Ross really improved, like, initially, you hate Ross, you find him annoying, mopey, yeah, right. always whining, like, coming yeah. through in the scene, like, Oh, and just like you, just like how yeah. is this guy getting all these hot girls? Like you're just you don't you don't like Ross at first, but with time, Ross is the guy. But it's like it's between those two for sure. Moving over to the office, Michael is the best one, I think, no doubt. Then it's like Dwight and Jim kind of play off each other well, so I, I have a hard time putting one above the other. But then it's True. those minor characters that you rewatch a lot, like Creed Bratton. Hilarious. Even Oscar like, it really yeah. gets better with time. I've always been like a big Ryan fan as well on The Office, like little lines and uh, looks to the camera. But uh, Michael... you got to plug the- in a
2: Kevin Malone oh, in there. Kevin's How can you leave so
0: him out? <laughs> 100%. And then, like you said, Zach, Community. Like, Troy, I think, is the best one in that show. But the strength of Community is in their ensemble cast. And I wouldn't put Troy in like a top character conversation and not that i'd put creed bratton in a top character conversation i'm just saying like (laughs) characters in the office do get better with time barney again phil jay pretty much all the same that have all been said i'm just just saying why i think they're uh, up there for me so i think we're all in agreement that like friends and seinfeld are our top two shows Mm -hmm. i'm putting office number three as well community And like I said, Atlanta, if like it has two more seasons confirmed coming, if those end up being like as good as one and two, that'll be top five. And How I Met Your Mother is going down because of its ending. That's what I'm closing off with. Like those are my five favorites of all time.
1: I'll close off with Office, Friends, and Seinfeld in like my top three. Even like I have never seen all of The Office, but I know I've seen enough to know like, like I've seen so much as when I was younger that I know it's in my top five. And like four and five would be like Married with Children and The Big Bang Theory. If I really think about it, okay, like I really dug those shows, so that's my top five.
2: Man, you're really making me want to watch Married with Children now. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> oh. starting that up next. Yeah, no, like kind of. It's kind of hard to. Well, obviously, I'll I'll jump on the same uh, bandwagon as those top three. The same thing for me there. Friends, Seinfeld, and The Office, for sure. Like, those are the ones I've watched the most. Those are the ones that have made me laugh the hardest. And, like, even re-watching them, I'll still, like, cry sometimes. Like, it's too funny. And it's funny, though, because out of those three, Seinfeld is the one I want to watch the least of. Because every time I do re it, it's like, oh, I haven't seen this in a long time. And then it, like, actually floors me. Friends in The Office, I've seen them so many times that it's still, like, funny, but... I don't know why I keep it in like a different uh, category than the other two, but I would throw in uh, Parks and Rec in my top five and then Community as well. Those two other shows added with those three is definitely the ones I've rewatched the most and enjoyed the most.
0: And how much your mother ended better? Like that would have been like, I think I already said in the episode, they're like certified top five show.
2: Mm-hmm. It's true. Additive. Just such a sour taste in her mouth.
1: Yeah. People don't forget.
0: People don't forget. Like people remember a show how it ended. Really. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's, uh, it's sad to true say. True words. It's like I made the comparison earlier. Just think Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones. Mm, people yeah. look at it in a in a bad light. Really now. Like whenever you whenever it comes up, it's always in a negative light. but Anyways. Yeah. yeah. We'll have another Game of Thrones episode down the road there when there are other shows start popping up. So, anyways. So, yeah, Zach, thanks a lot for joining us. It was an absolute blast reminiscing with you here, talking about these shows. Like, we had the exact same upbringing on shows. We only (laughs) differ in, like, Parks and Rec. But, you know, it was super fun chatting with you. Any final notes for the listeners?
2: Yeah, no, I had a blast just talking about all those great shows. It always puts a smile on my face, thinking about all those great memories and, uh, always and it's funny actually i want i was thinking about this earlier like i I like to think that so many of like my like so much of my humor comes from like these shows like i'll just be in situations and like like i'll think of like something like a character i'll say and i like i put my own twist on it and then it just works in the situation i am and like like, start laughing like oh i kind of did like so much of like my own jokes spun off from like different things I've heard from shows and then it just I make it work for myself yeah. and uh gotta thank the OGs on that one helping me out in some sticky situations like oh, what do I say? What do I say? <laughs> yeah. okay yeah true. this quote works perfectly right now. <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh yeah I know I was really I was really happy to join uh this podcast. It's uh, definitely something that I uh love watching and I love to talk about.
1: I look
0: forward to having you on again down the road Zach and uh yeah We'll chat later.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Zach. All right. Thanks, Thanks, boys.
0: Now we're going to get into our random recommendation segment. Matt, do you want to kick us off with any um, topic of your choice for recommendation?
1: Going off the episode we just had, and I've been ta- giving updates every episode on this, but uh Shits Creek, I finally completed the, the show, and I've been waiting for this moment to talk about it. It's, it's only six seasons, and the show, like, flew by for me. It is a show that actually gets better the more it keeps going on. And I found season six the strongest one, as the strongest one. And I loved how it ended. I loved everything about the show. I know you talked about it uh, just a little bit a while ago on the show, on the, when we had Zach on, Eric. And I'm glad, like, you're almost done season one or have done season one. Um, keep going is all i have to say because it actually gets better unlike a lot of shows we mentioned where it goes downhill after a while so Shits creek loved it now i can't wait to get onto my next show which will probably be the officer community now so
0: i was waiting for you to mention Shits creek earlier <laughs> yeah. in the episode i was waiting for it but keeping it for the recommendations i like it yeah so yeah man like i said earlier like i've been enjoying it a lot it's getting better by the episode and yeah, I mean, um, so where I'm at right now, like um, Alexis, her name's Alex. Alexis, is yeah. like um, dating Ted, who's the vet, the but vet, doing yeah. community service with Mutt, I think is mm-hmm. his name, I'm not even 100% yeah. sure. My Mutt. comment I will make, though, is I don't see the appeal like for why she would be interested in <laughs> Mutt, I think at this point, he's said about... 50 words in the whole <laughs> show it's super interesting i'm interested to see where it goes and like if they'll start dating like that's what it's looking like anyways there but anyways i'll just see where where it takes us but i'm um, i like her character and i do like um eugene levy moira as well Is kind of interesting oh. the mayor is just like just yeah, off roland. the wall outrageous <laughs> <laughs>
1: roland is the best he's hilarious what okay, do you think oh, of good. david though Black- Ahead, what do you search. think of david the son
0: he's okay i mean i've heard that he, he like his character improves also with time yeah. like he did win i'm pretty sure best supporting actor for that show there so i'm interested to see where his character goes like i wouldn't say he's one of my favorite characters right now there, no.
1: but he takes a lot to like get used to and his his mannerism and his expressions but like to me he becomes funnier and like more outrageous and you get used to him and then you start like loving him and it's not for everybody like I know some people would watch him or the show and be like oh that's this like no it's it's not funny it's not for me I don't know I the writing in Shit's Creek and the characters are what do it for me and like when you have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara as the parents playing the parents like those are two phenomenal actors so can't go wrong you cannot um, so
0: I also recommend yeah. Shit's Creek but my recommendation yeah. is going to be more geared on the book side of things oh, okay so I've, I absolutely crushed this book and like, I tried to spread it out as much as I could. Maybe it took me like a week and a half to read it all, but it's a book called year book written by Seth Rogan. Mm. So it's like, it's not really an autobiography. It's more like a compilation of stories that he has had experience in his life. And I, I bought this book. I actually pre-ordered it when it was announced. I got it relatively quickly, but kept it on the back burner cuz I had other books to read and it took me a few months to get into it and I kept seeing on Twitter cuz I follow Seth Rogan people tweeting at him like oh my god this is the funniest thing I've ever read best book ever you're a genius and the way I saw it was like I was just seeing these people tweet at him with like great praise to get like a retweet from him or whatever which I see often like in music especially I'll put an obscure reference out there, this rapper slash producer called Kirk Knight, who I was a big fan of, people would tweet at him and say, like, Dr. Dre, Pharrell, Just Blaze, Kirk Knight, best producer of all time. Like, come on, like, that's just an obscure, an absurd statement just to get a retweet from this guy, and it would work. This is not the case because this book literally had me crying tears of laughter reading this book. Oh, I was wow. reading everything in Seth Rogen's voice too. The, the commas, words in italics and bold, like just to emphasize a point. Oh my god, so funny. Now, at the risk of sounding like someone on Twitter overhyping things, I don't want to overhype <laughs> this book, but I'm not even kidding. By the first chapter, I was like dying And his stories are just insane. A lot of like drug fueled stories that he has to share. Some of his struggles and how he got into comedy and stuff. But I 100% recommend this book. I can pass it to you, Matt, if you want to read it there. Definitely recommend.
1: I definitely want to read that now because I too will do the read it in Seth Rogen's voice. I mean, (laughs) such an iconic. I'm glad. Uh, Can we get Can I get an update on crimes and punishment?
0: Yeah, man, I still read. I'm like halfway through. I'm reading. I I try to read like a chapter per day. It is heavy. I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. it still. I'm not gonna go on here and say like, it's my favorite book of all time. But I am enjoying reading it, though. No doubt. So that's my update on it. (laughs) But
1: no, I'm just curious.
0: It took a backseat to Yearbook for sure because right. that was like definitely an easier read. I didn't have to really like focus on anything there, and like it was funny. Like I, I have never laughed as much reading a book in my life than I did with Yearbook. I'm actually gonna keep going here on my recommendation because it's a clean segue from what I'm talking about here. Two movies that I have to recommend, and it, it's fitting because it's a comedy episode. There, I watched the movie called An American. Pickle starring Seth Rogen. Mm. I, I think I talked about this a while ago on the pod that yeah. it was on my radar. It's a pretty stupid movie, but you know what? I really enjoyed it. It had moments that I was like laughing quite a bit. I won't say that I was rolling laughing watching this movie. Seth Rogen plays like two versions of himself. He plays like a an old farmer who fell into a pickle and <laughs> a pickle and. Barrel and was brined and preserved for a hundred years. Wakes up and then meets his great grandson in Brooklyn, and they spark like a relationship. So he plays both characters, and just the journey these two characters go on is so absurd and insane. Like, I never thought that it would go where it went, really. So I would definitely recommend, and also has, like, some really good family values in there, like, good themes, a story of, like, making it in America. So I would definitely recommend that. An easy watch, hour and a half movie, throw it on, it's on Crave. Then another movie that I watched on Crave that I've been itching to watch for a while, completely switching tones here, is called Judas and the Black Messiah. Have
1: you seen this, Matt? Oh, I'm kicking myself. I almost watched it, Eric, and I know I haven't seen it yet.
0: Okay, I definitely recommend it. It's an intense movie, but I loved it. The movie is led by Daniel Kailuya, who plays plays mm-hmm. Chris in Get Out, and by Lakeith Stanfield, who I mentioned earlier in the episode. It's the story of Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers in Chicago. So it's... The character played by Lakeith Stanfield is called Wild Bill... And he basically infiltrates the Black Panther as an informant for the FBI, like, to take them down from the inside. And then finds himself, like, being immersed in this lifestyle and really liking Fred as a, a charismatic leader. And uh, Jesse Plemons is, plays um, the FBI agent who gets yeah. a Wild Bill to become an informant for him. Really great story, and uh, based on a true story, riveting action and, like, captivating dialogue in there. Not a lot of humor in here, which you know is important to me, but I still, like, really enjoyed this movie. Would recommend. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again there, but it's a really good one-time watch.
1: I think I was about to watch it, and then I saw the runtime, and I'm like, oh, I can't watch that tonight. And then it just fell off. The... And then after the Oscars, uh, it wasn't on my up on my watch list anymore because I try to watch all the Oscar movies before the ceremony, but uh, I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'm, I really wanted to watch it, and you just reaffirmed. You just reminded me, Eric, so thanks. For books, I'm still, like, takes me forever to finish a book, I'm still re- uh, reading The Rosie Project, um, but for movies, okay, movies, we're gonna do, we're gonna start off with a not a recommendation, but an avoid, avoid this movie, please, it's the Chris Pratt one on Amazon Prime, The Tomorrow War, I do not <laughs> recommend this movie, it started off really good in my opinion, and then went downhill after an hour, which is like, The worst thing you can do for a movie, and like what we talked about TV shows, but if a movie starts off strong and then goes downhill, it's unforgivable in my opinion. Plus, the movie commits the sin of being 2 hours and 20 minutes long and grossly overstays its welcome. That's all I'm going to say on it. Eric, I, I don't you haven't seen it i hope
0: i uh, it looked brutal i had no intention okay. of watching it honestly uh. like chris pratt even kind of looks like tom cruise in the <laughs> promos and like that's immediately where my mind went was like this looks yeah. like a another tom cruise end of the world apocalypse of movie t- yeah. that i don't even watch those so yeah. I have no chance i'm watching a bootleg chris pratt version of
1: those movies well said eric because it 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 has similarities to edge of tomorrow with tom cruise like down to like the look of the aliens. Anyways, it, enough on that. You know what, I'm just gonna rattle off the last four movies I've watched because you know what, I liked something in all of them and they were all good movies. <laughs> this might be like super surprising. I watched this comedy. Okay, it's, it's the third Johnny English movie, Johnny English Strikes Again. I actually, I, I went in with no expectations and I didn't. I hated the second one and I loved the first one. And this third one is similar to the first one in my opinion and I could not stop laughing. Maybe I was with the right people. Maybe I was in a good mood. I could not stop laughing at the visual gags and Rowan Atkinson doing his thing. Okay, the next movie is a movie on Disney Plus, and it's extremely, it's a very sad drama with a dog. It's called The Art of Racing in the Rain. It's based on a famous novel, actually. Um, like any dog movie, you know you're what you're in for. It's, like I said, extremely sad movie. But I don't know, it was very uplifting at the same time and just well acted. All I got is, like, I recommend the movie, but don't watch it if you're in a type of mood where, where, you, you know, like, don't watch it if you're having it like a bad day. The next movie I watched is a coming of age movie. And I think it's on Disney Plus as well. It's a coming of age romance, like comedy drama. It's called Love, Simon. It's mm-hmm. about like a kid who's, who's gay, but he, he hasn't outed himself yet. And I don't know, I thought the dialogue was really good in the movie. It's a, I like a good coming of age film. I don't know, I, I'd heard about the movie a lot and when it popped up on streaming, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna watch it. And I was not disappointed by it. It's just a solid, easy film to watch with strong messages. Now this the last movie I watched, I actually watched this at work on all my breaks throughout the week, because this movie's on YouTube, believe it or not. Now it's a super obscure movie but, like, I don't know, maybe we have some older listeners that like watching, like, black and white films. But uh, it's a British film called The League of Gentlemen, and it's basically a heist movie. It's from 1960, so if you just punch that in on YouTube, you'll find it. The League of yeah. Gentlemen. Solid heist film, clever dialogue, good characters. That's all I'm going to say if you want to watch, like, an old British classic. Uh, so those are the last four movies I've watched that I really liked, and I'll just leave it at that
0: solid diversity there Um, (laughs) andy and i saw love simon actually a few years ago it's a good movie like it has some definitely some sad moments Mm -hmm. overall like ends well and which is good like in a movie like that there deals with some very serious important themes as well there and like finding yourself and trying to fit into he's a high school kid who's gay and like in some uncomfortable social situations there but no it had a lot of really good moments and like The theme of family, like, acceptance was really important in there, too. And, like, Josh Duhamel plays his father, and, like, I thought he was really good. Like, not that he was an extremely central character in the movie, but, like, I really liked his scenes with Simon. Like, they had some some good moments in there, and, like, that's what I remember of it. And, uh, no, it was a good movie, honestly, I would recommend as well. The others, like, I haven't really seen or heard of. Like, League of Gentlemen sounds familiar, but... Have not seen it. But no, it's fun. Like I'm actually like, as you can see now, I have some movie recommendations to give out. Now that hockey's done, you know, let's go Tampa champs back to back. Let's go. I'm, right. I'm I'm happy that I can get back into the movie game and give you all some recommendations. I have some more on my list on Crave and uh, we'll continue to fire them off as we keep doing these. Excellent. I have like one last thing I want to recommend because now that more rap albums are starting to be released. Like, this album won't make my top 10, so I can just throw it away, and, like, it's still a solid album that I enjoy, which I think is kind of obscure. I don't know if you've listened to it, Matt, but it's called Orange Print by a rapper called Larry June. Like, I'd, I'd never really heard of this guy, and, um, had maybe seen his name, like, feature on a few other artists that I like there on their albums, but, like, never really gave much thought into him as a rapper on his own. And then I saw, like, this project got some decent reviews, so I'm like, I'll check it out. It's a really chill album, like, some good summer vibes, like, West Coast summer vibes, like, it reminds me of, like, not G-Funk, but, like, some bouncy West Coast, like, Dom Kennedy, if you know his music, like, those kind of vibes. It's really chill. He makes a lot of, like, tropical references, like... He's a big orange juice guy. I don't know if this like will reinforce anyone wanting to listen to this album, but I think it's a really chill album. If I like the first three, four songs are not into it, I would stop because it's a pretty consistent vibe throughout the whole project. I really like it. Like it's a chill album to drive, like with the top down to just like sunny day, crushing some orange juice. Apparently, just I, I would recommend Larry June Orange Print. That's my rap album recommendation.
1: Oh, I'm definitely going to check that out now. I mean, I want to pad my 2021 listens with as many albums as possible. So. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that one.
0: And now, like, there's some good there's some good albums coming out now, like, it's starting. Like, now we're recording in early July, so by the time this drops, all the albums that I'm going to mention will have been released. But keep your eye out, or if you haven't heard them by now, listen to. Like, today, Vince Staples' album just dropped. I listened to, like, the first half of it, so I'm excited to listen to the rest of it. That's today. Next Friday, Pop Smoke albums dropping. Oh. Next Friday, Dave's album dropping. We're all alone in this together. I'm pumped for that album. And then the Friday after that, Isaiah Rashad, who have been extremely excited for a follow-up album from his 2016 album. So that's like all in July. And then who knows, there might be some extra releases in there too. So that's like four contenders for like top 10 material. So stuff's starting to drop. It's fun.
1: Thanks for letting me know. I don't follow as closely as you, Eric, but uh, now I'm, I'm the Dave. When you said Dave's dropping an album, I'm cause psychodrama was like, wasn't it your number one, Eric? Like
0: it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was number one. Actually that or oh, bandana, like I alternate between the uh, yeah. two, but yeah, psychodrama oh, top, top two of 2019 by Dave. Check that out. If you haven't heard it, it's a freebie wreck.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we recommended a lot of good stuff there. And, uh, no, I can't wait to hear, like, when you get more into movie watching again, like, that's always, like, what I'm, like, when I recommend something, is it going to be an Unhinged again, or, uh, <laughs> or are you going to, like, vibe with me? I don't know. I always love that, the anticipation of waiting for that.
0: <laughs> well, I have, like, I'm going to watch Little Things, actually. It's on, uh, it's on right. my Crave list. The Little Things, it might be. Like, either way, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out soon, and we'll be giving a, an update on that soon enough.
1: Okay. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've, yeah, there's been a long episode there. I think it's a good spot to wrap her up. Any final notes for the listeners, Matt? I just, thanks.
1: Thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and whatever you're doing right now, have a great day and uh, catch you next time.
0: Well said. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe, everyone. We love you all. And yeah, peace.